This is Yep, I Did That with Amanda and Jonna. I'm Jonna. I'm Amanda. And this is Yep, I Did That. The podcast that we talk about health and wellness stuff. <laughs> Good one. Thanks. Why you was didn't I do even the like, podcast. The like po- because I thought about it. I was like, change <laughs> it up, lady. Change it up. Be new and fresh this episode. Yes. Welcome. Welcome. Yep Club. Welcome, Yep Club, to this podcast that we talk about all those things that you're looking at. I started snapping, so then I started <laughs> feeling like I should be jazzy, you know? With little jazz We have hands. jazz hands over here. <laughs> we talk about all the health and wellness stuff that you see floating around the internet or maybe in your circles. Mommy blogs. Yes. Facebook. I don't know if Facebook's Instagram probably listening to us right, right now. now. Yeah. Everywhere. Everywhere. You see random things that are the cure-all or the best weight loss thing, which I've been seeing a ton of new fad diets that oh, we will dear. be getting into We're in gonna the future. We're going to talk so much about them. You know, crystals, all that kind of stuff. So <laughs> you come here, we try it before you buy it or before you do it. I or I try most yes, of it. Exactly. And Amanda is a registered dietitian. Do you want to tell a little bit about yourself? Oh, sure. A little bit about myself. <laughs> uh, registered dietitian. I have my master's in science. Um, I am a bona fide nerd that loves things. And this episode is going to show how nerdy I am and why I love science. Yay. Sometimes, sometimes Yay. it makes me mad. Like a few episodes back, you got to hear me be very angry at science. Yeah, but um, coffee enema. Yeah, coffee enemas. Grr. I was angry. Uh, while you were just talking about that, I randomly had a Dexter's Laboratory flashback. <laughs> Do you remember that cartoon? I was. I this is going to just be honest. I was a little too old for Dexter's Kyle Laboratory. Kyle will know what I'm talking Kyle about. Kyle was very Dexter's Laboratory. Shout out, Kyle. <laughs> Shout out my younger than me husband that was all up in that Dexter's Laboratory. That's Cartoon Network, right? Yep. Nice. That's Dexter's Lab. Don't sing it. We have to pay that crap. No, we don't. It's okay, short cool. enough. Cool. Okay, good. It's just going to be short. Well, we can yep over that if I sing yep, it. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> um, so what's new? You just got back from Arizona. Yep. Hit Sedona, some wineries, and hung with the fam. It was beautiful. Hot, but beautiful. Hot, but beautiful. Yeah. I Um, love myself some Arizona, so. You do. I do. You miss some cooler weather here, though. I know. It's been fantastic. I got out of the car to pump gas, uh, like an hour outside of LA, and I was like, it's so nice. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the sad thing is, like, into, like, farther... East. Yes. I would say that's very much like inland. Yes, exactly. That's what it said. Yes. Inland, inland. Empire. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, sad that I was like, it's been cooler. It's still 87 degrees outside, but it felt wonderful compared to the high 90s. Yeah. So, yeah, it was also a little humid. You did miss that. Kind of sucked. Nah, well, but, it was like, yeah, it's monsooning there. Oh, did it rain? I didn't did you see get your any wish? of it. No. Oh, that's sad. It did happen while I was there, but it happened while we were sleeping. Boo. I know. But it was beautiful. Well, womp womp. At I least know. you got to have the aftermath of it, I guess, you know? Yes. Yes. And how about you? Anything new? Well, we I just got in today. Yeah, John literally so we're drove in. Straight away. And so I actually here. haven't caught up with Amanda all week. No, it's, it's been good. Kyle's home. 
um, just hanging out. We started watching a new show that's fantastic and you should watch it. What's it called? It's called, oh my gosh, Magic for Humans. It's what? on Netflix. Um, and it's with this guy, Justin Willman. Mm-hmm. And it's so great. And he's talking about like social things and doing magic while he does it. So in like the first episode, he's oh, talking man. about this like... This is like Mary's favorite thing that ever existed. Oh my gosh, probably. it's amazing. It's about like fate or uh, free will uh-huh. or things like that. And he has this like test with kids um, that it's about a marshmallow. And so he's like, I did this test. And then it goes on and he's like, well, we made a kid cry. So this was a success. <laughs> Just so funny. And he's doing magic. The whole time. And it's super cool. But then talking about like real life things. That's cool. And super cool. And I had seen him before. He was at Magic Castle. So he's been like in some shows. Uh-huh. And then he and his wife to like talk about their like to announce that they were engaged. They did a drunk history of their relationship and That's like had awesome. actors replay them talking about their relationship super drunk. That's awesome. It was awesome. It's amazing. So you should watch it. Netflix. Cool. Shout out. Magic for humans. We're getting lots of little shout outs in the beginning. Kyle, Netflix. Kyle, Netflix, you know? <laughs> Netflix is probably going to listen. So thank God we did. You're welcome, You're Netflix. You're welcome, Netflix, for that bump. Uh, and then I told Amanda we had to freak out slightly that The Hills was coming back. Yes. Have you read anything about it? Only my neighbor. He came over Monday night <laughs> and we were drinking and we were talking about all the things and he was like, the hills is coming back. Are you so excited? I was like, oh my God, a little bit. That's all you've heard? Uh, yeah, that's all I've heard. Okay. And he's just hoping that Kristen Cavallari She's not. comes back. She has her I own show. I figured she didn't. I read an article. It was like, she did re- the reboot before the reboot because she already true. has her post hills life reboot thing. That's show. true. And then Brody's not coming back and Elsie's not coming back, which is like Elsie. Oh, yeah. Doing it with that LC is kind of hard. Well, I mean, that's what the Kristen era was. Yeah. But a lot of the rest of the cast is. Steven's coming back? I think he is. <gasps> <laughs> that Hill, or what, wait, what show was he actually on scripted? One Tree Hill? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he was on One Tree Hill. That oh. One Tree Hill money's gone. He's nah, 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 going. <laughs> that was under the time limit, I think. <laughs> I didn't sing the words on purpose. <laughs> Gavin DeGraw. It's exciting times that we live in. It so is. So many reboots. There's so many awesome millennial things going on. I, magic, honestly, the I, hills. Magic, the hills. It's like we're just living in 1999 Dexter's again. laboratory. <laughs> oh, goodness. Actually, oh. that night that uh, my neighbor Jorge was over, I was basically like, I wish that things just weren't reboots. Like, why can't things just be brand new? Like, I love Clueless, but literally everything at Urban Outfitters just is a remake of it like there's a workout outfit that looks exactly like what britney murphy wore there's the plaid ensemble that's at target too like it's kind of like i take take note of how cool it was and bring it back but maybe not like a carbon copy yeah make something new make something new be an artist be original guys as be i'm probably original. the most basic <laughs> <laughs> no it's all good i accept it it's fine we're like 90 percent basic but there's 10 percent originality in us Right. Oh, well, on that note, let's dig in. I'm super excited about this episode. Me too. Um, it's a little controversy. Yeah. So if any of you are near a computer, follow any natural anything or watch the news ever or even watch like Good Morning America. I'm sure it's been on there. There's so much controversy about GMOs and pesticides yes. and um 
in particular, what spurred all this on was this giant lawsuit against Monsanto that was just one, yes. which Amanda's going to fill us all in on what that even means. What is Monsanto? Yes. Um, tons of money. Tons of money. $289 million. So much money. You can roll around in like 400 bags. Oh my gosh, just That's imagine a swimming pool full of million dollar bills. How much you would just be tossing it up <laughs> in the air and like rolling. I would like literally have Kyle just stand over me on a ladder and pour it out on a bag. And I'd just like, ah. You would drown and die. It's drown that much and money. Die. How, how did Amanda die? She drowned in Kyle. $289 million. Um, for anybody who wants to know, this guy had cancer mm-hmm. uh, or has cancer. He has non Hodgkin's lymphoma. Yes. And, and he was a grounds worker. Yes. So mm-hmm. he was very exposed to, this is glyph- the glyphosate, Glyphosate. Right? Glyphosate. Mm-hmm. Amanda knows how to say something. I know. I correctly. actually made sure that I knew how to pronounce it. <laughs> Good Guys, job. I told you I was going to do it and I did it. Check glyphosate. It you did it. Um, which is something we're going to be digging into today, but it is potentially linked to cancer. Yes. And he won this lawsuit. Yes. And now there's another lawsuit that is against General Mills mm-hmm. for glyphosate being good. found. Thanks. I oh, yeah, good job. Being found in breakfast cereals. Yes. So, Specifically Cheerios and Lucky Charms. Yes. Which is frightening to yeah. me. Oh, yeah. So we decided to do an episode about what does this mean and what mm-hmm. are ways that we can be living our healthiest mm-hmm. while this is going on. And, and even, maintaining sanity during all exactly. of this stuff. And we'll loop it back into, yep, I did that by how I have chosen. Yep, I did that to try to get our life and home a little cleaner in the food department from these things. Yes. Okay. Amanda, passing the baton. Let's hear some facts. Some facts <laughs> about facts. Um, okay. So before like all of this, when did you, like, what do you know about genetically modified foods? Like, do you... Do you know anything about genetically modified foods? Um, I feel like that's such a vast question. It's more just like, do you, like, I feel like so many people, it's kind of how I feel about, um, shoot, what did we talk about? Adaptogens. So like so many people like take them or they have heard about them, but Mm -hmm. they don't actually know what it is or what things are being, like what is actually being done to make something genetically modified or make something an adaptogen. So what I think I know about GMOs is that they take a seed or a plant and what they're doing is modifying it so that it can withstand lots of different things that it wouldn't naturally probably withstand as easily. Mm-hmm. So, well, in particular, what I was talking about, we chatted right before this episode about like herbicides yeah. or pesticides, Yes, which naturally this would kill that plant, but they're making strains of the plant that can withstand that. So it can kill the weeds around it, but the plant itself won't die. Yes. Am I correct? Yeah, you are. Woo! I mean, That's a very, like, basic, small version of what all of it is. And I promise I'm just slowly. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I'm always doing. Um, Okay, so I just want to talk about, like, what food biotechnology is and then what uh, GMOs are and just kind of, like, the history of kind of a really, really condensed agricultural view of how things have been grown. Okay. Very quick. Very not boring. I promise it's so intriguing. I'm excited. Um, So food biotechnology has been around for 10,000 years. Um, One of the biggest areas of food biotechnology is fermentation. Mm -hmm. And so that's a process of adding something and it's altering 
part of the food. And so that's actually technically a biotechnology process. Okay. So whenever you're thinking about like food biotechnology, that kind of fits in with genetically modified that's in that world. Um, and then traditional agriculture has been basically what used to happen is that they would take two breeds of a plant and then they would combine them so that they would then mate yeah. and it would be able to withstand or do better than it singly because one of them was able to withstand more than the other one or it contained a different nutrient or whatever. And that was pretty much like selective breeding mm-hmm. or traditional breeding. And that's kind of how agriculture went for centuries. But you pretty much like whenever you do that, you have the risk of some like getting some of the bad traits of a plant mm-hmm. along with the good traits. And so... Um, around 1996 was the very first time genetically modified foods were allowed to be introduced into like our food system. And basically what the idea of a genetically modified food was, or a GMO is a genetically modified organism. Mm -hmm. And the idea was that it's doing that, what that selective breeding was doing, but making sure that that bad part of the plant doesn't come with it. And it's only the beneficial parts um and so what an actually an actual genetic genetically modified organism is is that it's taking a little part of dna from something else so a great example is like a tomato Mm -hmm. that can't be grown in like harsh temperatures it wouldn't survive and it's taking that dna from another plant or an animal or something like that that's able to withstand. So like say it's from a Brazil nut Mm -hmm. and it's able to withstand really harsh temperatures. It's taking that DNA and then placing it into a cell within like that plant or that seed and then having it replicate itself. So then it's then with able to withstand and grow and produce a good food. Okay. Um, That's a really like shortened version. Um, There's parts of it within that DNA that they use that have like different parts. So one part, it has a marker to see if it worked. Another part has where it's saying um, containing like kind of like antibacterial stuff um, so that it becomes resistant to stuff where it's not going to be harming the plant. And so it's like survives a little Mm -hmm. bit longer. And then it actually has the parts that you want within it um and so those are kind of the parts of that dna that we're that, why i'm telling you about that is because it matters okay later not that i just want to bore you also with it's science interesting facts. um it's really interesting and um the idea behind it was that it was originally thought that it could help with um increasing food supply as the population yeah. gets um higher mm-hmm. and more <laughs> populated in this earth and so we need to be able to have the food supply to maintain and keep up with the amount of people that are coming in Um, and so there's been really cool things that are happening with it but the history of it within the U.S. it started growing and being used in 1996 like I said and currently 165 million acres annually are a genetically modified crop. Mm-hmm. And then about 70% of all processed foods contain at least one genetically engineered ingredient. Um, current foods that are 
pretty much the predominant ones that you're going to find that are genetically modified or genetically engineered um, is. I'm going to run through them and then we'll talk about them. Corn, soy, uh, canola, alfalfa, sugar beets, apples, squash, papaya, golden rice, and tomatoes. Um, And there's some really fun and interesting things to go along with these. Um, Tomatoes were one of the first things that was genetically um, engineered in 1994. And it was a company called Flavor Saver. And it was basically thinking that Mm. they could make it a better quality tomato that was going to be able to be on the vine for longer and then be shipped. And it did not work out well at all. And by 1998, it was done. So the tomatoes are not genetically (laughs) engineered that we have today. But that was the first one. Corn in 1995, uh, 70% of the U.S. corn is genetically engineered. Um, and most of that is going to be in processed foods or feed for animals. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not thinking as much like your corn on the cob. Most of that for like the genetically engineered corn is all going okay. to be processed for something. Um, soy. In 1994, this is whenever Monsanto introduced the Roundup Ready seed for soybeans. Um, and then in t- it was approved in 2010 by a different company, um, a high-bred soybean that increases oleic acid. And why they think that that's exciting is because omega that's an omega-9, which is a monounsaturated fat. So it's thought that it would help decrease LDL and increase HDL. Canola oil... In 1996, and 90% of the U.S. and Canada's canola oil is from genetically engineered canola. Great. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Sugar beets in 2005. um, That's whenever sugar beets kind of came around. This is where most sugar is coming from in the United States. And um, in 2010, a federal judge ordered that 256 acres of genetically engineered um, sugar beet be destroyed and placed um, on moratorium until future planting or it was on hold basically mm-hmm. until environmental studies could be conducted because sugar beets are wind pollinated and so it was thought that the wind could take up the genetically engineered sugar beet and yeah. transplant it to the beets that we eat right which is also like a big thing with uh, wheat yes currently or um, yes and then uh, apples in 2010, they were, I don't know if it's fully been approved for the United States, but it was up for being approved. Just that the 2010 came about for slowing down the browning whenever you slice an apple so that it's just more appealing and lasts longer. I'm just going to say what I wrote in parentheses next to this. <laughs> Uh, I just put, just squeeze some effing lemon. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe just eat the apple. Just eat the it's apple. It's one well, like, apple. So the, the, that is called um, non-enzymatic, or that's called enzymatic browning. Right. And it's not the mired reaction, but it's a different thing. And so basically, like, vitamin C stops that from happening. And so if you just squeeze a lemon or orange or Which lime is what exactly or whatever. what happens to avocados as well, right? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. exactly what happens. And so it's like, just squeeze some vitamin C on it, and it won't, like, you don't need that. And then golden rice. Have you heard about golden rice? Mm-mm. This is not in the United States, but it is being produced in India and in, I can't remember the other country that it's being produced. So this was a rice that was engineered to increase the amount of beta carotene and vitamin A. 
And so that's why it's called golden rice. And it's mm-hmm. basically just to combat how much like blindness was going around in these like underdeveloped countries mm-hmm. um, and just allowed more beta carotene to be um, absorbed. And it was about like, I don't remember how much the percentage of like your daily value but in the countries that they weren't able to get vitamin A because sources of that can't be grown and it's just not accessible. Yeah. Um, that is in production still. Um, so these are where I think things are really cool, where it's like genetically modified foods like golden rice or I did. So why I am qualified to talk about this too is that like I have taken classes on food biotechnology. And so I know the ins and outs of this part, like the mm-hmm. science part. Um of where it could go. And the promise of genetically modified foods is that it produces a higher yield. Mm -hmm. You won't have to use as much herbicide or pesticides and it could be increasing the nutritional quality of the foods. A lot of things that are happening right now, like one of the things that that someone was writing about is that there's pink pineapple because they're introducing vitamin A, like, or not vitamin A, lycopene, Mm -hmm. which it helps with our eyes. It helps with some other stuff into pineapple. And my first reaction is like, that's super cool. But then also my second reaction is, but why? Yeah. Unless someone needs like golden rice makes sense to me. Yeah. And whenever I was, I did a paper uh, about like how I would use the biotechnology to make a food. And like the cotton seed is one that actually has more protein than tons of other stuff but you can't eat it because it has pretty much like arsenic kind of compound in it so like if you ate it you would die Mm -hmm. but if you genetically modified it to make the arsenic not present then you could in these countries that are able to grow cotton but not able to grow other things could be eating this seed that has a ton of protein in it Mm -hmm. but other than that it doesn't make any sense to why you would just be manipulating a food right to whatever Which leads me into the issues that people have and why genetically modified foods are really controversial. The whole big issue is that a lot of genetically modified foods are thought to increase allergens. Mm -hmm. And what that is, is that that um, what I was talking about, that the DNA that's coming from a Brazil nut that's getting put into a tomato is you're eating or the soy or whatever you're eating the soy and then if you start having an allergic reaction you don't understand why you're having an allergic reaction but you're allergic to brazil nuts right and it could be triggering some of these allergies right um or it could be what people think with the wheat is that it's developing new sensitivities or new Mm -hmm. allergies to um people Uh, they also think that it could be increasing your risk of viruses because that little part that I was talking about that like is the a antibiotic. marker, not the antibiotic one, but there's another part in there. I think that it carries like some viruses that uh-huh. it could be igniting viruses in you. Um, the antibiotic part is that they think it could be making our bodies like our gut flora resistant to yeah. antibiotics. And so antibiotic resistant mm-hmm. diseases could become more prevalent if it's doing that. And then the the biggest thing is that this is where we'll transition into a little bit of talking about Monsanto. Okay. Is that another big issue with genetically modified seeds specifically is that it's a profitable yeah. component. And so it they all have patents on their seeds. And so it's slowly becoming a monopoly mm-hmm. on this part of the biotechnology world. 
And that's a big issue. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever you're thinking about food and then you're thinking about the technology and you're thinking about all of like health mm-hmm. issues and having a monopoly on a product and a patent that's making someone profit is not the way you usually think about how people care about your health. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so this kind of goes back to soy and in 2010 is whenever um, that's the oleic acid, but the Monsanto Roundup Ready Seed, um, which we'll talk way more in depth into it. But basically now they have thought it's created a super weed Mm -hmm. that just how we were talking about how if those antibiotic resistant parts of the genetically modified food is getting into our small intestine and affecting the antibiotics that we take. This is basically what's happening for real that's been seen in the plants where they're just growing resistant to the Roundup or the glyphosate or or the glyphosate or whatever um, and the other herbicides. And so it's Mm. creating these super weeds that has been seen in multiple different states. Yeah. And to be fair, too. So what they're talking about being... Like these lawsuits that were won or the lawsuit that's going right now is going after glyphosate. Mm -hmm. But it's actually, I was reading, I think it was EWG, Environmental Work Group. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, They were saying that Roundup is actually, like in studies, has so many more dangerous things in it than just glyphosate. That it's actually, they were like, it's almost more concerning the other things that are in it Mm -hmm. that are coming into contact with our food. So... Just leaving that little tidbit right there. Just environmentally. We're for sure going to talk about all that. Um, but yeah, it's it's not just one thing. It's never just one right. thing. But these specific lawsuits uh, yes. you're looking at are looking at just one thing when there's so much more to the story. Yes, exactly. And so basically just talking about genetically modified foods, they're literally in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a lot of studies that have been done successfully on humans or anything really for the long-term effects Mm -hmm. of genetically modified foods. And honestly, it seems like there actually isn't even, they haven't been around long enough to even really know. 1996. Yeah. I mean, that's a couple decades, but that's it. Right. I mean, but that's us. Yeah. Like they would have had to start on us as kids and be testing us for the next probably 80 years. Exactly. So we don't know. So we don't know. And the things that people have tried to link to there's not enough to say that there's a causality um, of it or right. for it. Um, I think that there is. So where this like issue for um, the General Mills part comes from is the labeling part. So right. in 2016, there was a thing passed that you had to um, start labeling the food that it would had GMOs or not GMOs. Mm-hmm. Um, and most people... I'll do that, but then it still it says it like so. The big thing will say no GMOs, but then there might be a small, tiny disclaimer that says some still has like partially GMO or genetically engineered yeah. product or food or whatever in it. Um, and so finding something that doesn't have it in it is very difficult. Yeah. But I do think that people have the right to know so that they can avoid if they things the way they want to. Yeah, and I think that. There's a lot of issues whenever it comes to like the governmental agencies. And so any like genetically modified seed or food or whatever 
isn't actually approved or not approved by the FDA or USDA or whatever. It's basically there is a kind of it's it feels like a loophole to me where there's just they have these basically saying, hey, you guys need to check these this, this, this and this. If it meets this, then it's good Mm -hmm. to go, essentially. Like there's nothing that they're actually doing to like check whether it's safe, it's not safe, right. it's having whatever present. Yeah. And it's I mean, just about these these companies that make the seeds that are pretty much telling us, putting it into the food system. Yeah. And I find it concerning. And I don't know if we want to talk more about Monsanto or not. If you have, Oh, there's so much more to talk yeah. about Monsanto. I was just uh, saying just genetically modified foods. And then we're moving into yeah. like an entire world that we're sitting in for such a long time. So the GMO thing for me is concerning a lot because of a, a bunch of other countries banning it completely. Mm-hmm. One. So I'm like, why are they smarter than us? Or are they not getting the money that we're getting? What game is this? And two, the allergen thing. I'm in the middle of the second episode of Rotten on Netflix. Have mm-hmm. you watched it? No. I kind of, okay, I'm just going to be really honest. I hate all food documentaries. This is really interesting. So it's like tackling different things each time. And this is specifically talking about allergens in the food industry. Uh Um, And they haven't even talked about what's causing it. They're basically just saying like, this is a gigantic change to the food industry. And it's like chefs talking about how much of a difference it's been over 20 years. And Mm -hmm. it's crazy, crazy worldwide the amount of allergies in people versus now versus then. And it's hard for me not to link in 20 years. It's gone up. Yeah. And it's hard not to link that to 20 years ago. Yeah. This got introduced into our diet. But you did say worldwide. So is it also in like Europe that allergens have increased? Yeah, but this, they haven't been banned forever. No, I mean the, but in 1996, it was basically where the Europe and the U.S. and Canada went two separate ways. They started being more interested and funding genetically engineered stuff. And Europe was like, eh, nah. Like some of it still is like genetically engineered. Like Italy, I think that there's some like corn or soy Mm -hmm. or something that's like. There's just more restrictions. Yeah. And so it's basically and like labeling and things Mm -hmm. like that. And so I will say that like there was a shift. So I don't think that there's there's not as much. Mm-hmm. Like probably in the in Europe versus the United States, like right. I don't think seventy percent is probably yeah. Like corn is genetically modified. So, but I do think that there's something going on. Yeah. So for me, that's like my biggest. Yeah. red I mean, some of my biggest red flags. I have a yeah. lot of them. Like our bodies weren't created to know what to do with these foods that we're just making up. In my opinion. We're not making them up. I totally understand where you're coming from, but my scientific brain has to correct you in that sense. We're not making them up. It's just more doing it in a unnatural way where it's like it's taking like rather than doing that traditional breeding. Yeah. It's making it where it's like taking it where which is the biggest argument for people who are very against it. Mm -hmm. Taking it from a source that maybe wouldn't have been in contact with that plant. But it's not like fully making a new product. Well, I think the pink pineapple yeah. is, and that's stupid. Well, and not or taking out like the the things that would happen from a traditional mating. Yeah, that is making it up to me because that's not like a natural thing that would occur without us interjecting yeah. ourselves to change it. I get that. It's just not making up like a whole new food. If you can't tell, I'm on the anti-GMO. No train. one knows where I am at the moment. Not yet. <laughs> My heart's been like pounding over here talking about all this, or while you were talking about stuff. Because you don't know where I lie. 
No, because I was getting upset that we have it at all. It's very true. I mean, I think that it's all like this is the issue with living in like a capitalist country where people are able to make money and like make money off of everything. Mm -hmm. And then you have, unfortunately, lobbyists that are able to push things through that maybe wouldn't have gotten pushed through. And I think that the promise, like think about it in 1996, though, like Mm -hmm. if you were told that there was going to be an increased yield of production of your crop or an increase, like whatever, you would jump on that in an instant. Yeah. I will say 2016 was whenever a lot of this kind of came out. And there was an article that I think either Time or The Times, like New York Times came out with, that basically examined like, so this was the promise, what has actually happened? Mm -hmm. And um, they compared it to... Europe where they didn't take these same like practices that we have now and we pro- they basically produce the same yield of crop and the increase like the Europe there was a decrease in herbicide mm-hmm. and there was an increase of herbicide in the United States hmm. because it was creating this super, super weed. weed so it's like what are you going to do yeah and so the promise of genetically modified food in that sense was not like it what is right. it doing it's well, not and fulfilling I can see the promise that. i can see how i think a lot of farmers were told like this is what's best so you're gonna yeah. do it and there wasn't a full people didn't even know what the full thing was they don't know yes. that a lot of people cared what yeah. the outcome was that were selling it yeah well, they just cared about the bottom line there's definitely been other practices that like agriculture has done to like make the seed or make the plant or whatever that probably most people would be really upset about like mm-hmm. um chemicals or like really ero- like extreme like i don't even remember what the term was but it's basically like other stuff and other practices that they've yeah. been doing for years have also been potentially like really harmful for us mm-hmm. but no one knows about those right and the only reason why people even know probably about genetically modified foods is because of Monsanto. Yep. Well, and like the few warrior farmers that were like, no, and started speaking yeah. up against it. But I, I mean, think the majority have speak, like, spoken against Monsanto. Yeah. And it's become more. But I think yeah. that that was the driving force. And Monsanto just gets to be the worst guy to everyone because they're the biggest guy. There's a lot of big ones. This one, um, I feel specific, like... In I haven't looked as at as many like there's a few different ones, but Monsanto feels especially evil to me just because of how greedy and horrible they are. They make the most money. Yeah. Um, um, they, there's DuPont, Syngenta, Bayer Crop Science, mm-hmm. Dow Chemical, mm-hmm. BASF, BASF, mm-hmm. and Total. Those are the top yeah. ones on here. I mean, who knows? But they have a reputation for being very not good as a company and how they go after people and they're probably gonna our little podcast it's a conspiracy theory already (laughs) they're coming for us they might be and if they do cool i've i've hated monsanto for a long time (laughs) and uh but i i like this is where i feel like most people will be mad at me because i'm not fully either way but i do think that monsanto ruined the potential of what a genetically modified food could have been. Mm -hmm. So for us to see what really is happening, because 
they're selfish a-holes that just want to continue using Roundup versus like, hey, let's try to find something else that's like beneficial to right. get rid of these it's just bottom like worms line, or whatever. Like what makes this the most And then money. it's like, okay, so like we sell Roundup, so we want them to use Roundup, but it's killing their plants. So what can we do to make it to where they will continue using Roundup, mm-hmm. but then they're also going to be able to like, we can say they're going to yield so much more crop and then whatever. And then... Let's make even more money and say that if you use that seed again, you're going to get fined. Yeah. Um, so you have to continue buying this seed from us in order to grow your crop. Yep. Like that's just. You're trapped. Like you can't do anything. And then also like you just are creating so many issues. Mm-hmm. Like I do think that they created most of the issues that are going on in farming and agriculture and our well-being yeah so there you go guys i hate monsanto there you go (laughs) get it Um, out (laughs) get it all out like and it's just it's incredibly infuriating to me just because like think about it like if they had never created roundup ready soybeans we wouldn't have super weeds we would potentially have thought of something else we could have used or done we might not have the same allergen situation we may not have the same allergen situations that's a total Uh, conjecture but but still this man would not be suing for lots of money because of cancer um there wouldn't be a lot of things Mm -hmm. and so it's really frustrating yep i think that jonna talked about it a second ago where it's like so this roundup so and what roundup ready seeds means is what jonna said where it was basically like it's resistant to this pesticide Mm -hmm. um why people say and it's like roundup is listed as a low toxic chemical because it's thought to not spread in the soil because it's like even if it's super wet it stays where it goes and then not much goes into the the plant or the skin or the seed or food or whatever then if it does enter our digestion system we can't break Mm -hmm. it down or whatever that's kind of why they say it's a low toxic chemical Right. And specifically glyphosate. Yeah. And Jonna hit what I was going to talk about for sure, where it's like so much of this is like studies have looked at glyphosate, but then also they're like, what about all the other stuff that's in it? And one study that I looked at that talked about non-Hodgkin's lymphoma was basically like, it's not the glyphosate. It's actually whatever else could be increasing the risk of um, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And maybe that's a good transition into pesticides a little bit. Um, because glyphosate, I'm guessing Amanda's going to talk about it, but it has been proven in animal studies to have at least some, have did you see that at all? There's so much out there that are both pro and con for how and what it's doing. Right. So there's some animal studies that have shown that it could create be an increased cells. risk of cancer. There's some that have shown that it could be an endocrine disruptor it could um be messing with like increasing risk for breast cancer reproductive Um, issues yes and so and it depends on where you're looking and what study you're looking at to see what results you're going to see Mm -hmm. unfortunately so um a lot of studies have been paid for by monsanto the seed company or roundup or whatever and then other people who are also funding it that are like they also have an agenda it's kind of like there's no 
there's no middle ground whenever it comes to mm-hmm. this. So it's like you're going to find studies whichever mm-hmm. way you're looking it's to like support vaccines. you. It is a little bit where it's like and it's just figuring out which one is legitimate mm-hmm. and where it really lies. And NIH did a really good um, breakdown of kind of where like if you're not sciencey, it's not a good read. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, a really good breakdown of kind of like where it is and challenging like where it needs to go, where it's like, these are the things that people have been saying. These are the studies that have shown this and this is not okay. And you guys need to step up. Um, And so it's just awesome. Yeah. Where we are. Uh, Yeah. So it's been thought to do a lot of things. And I think that um, this is a good time to talk about the art or the um, lawsuit about like towards General Mills mm-hmm. um, because General Mills has continued to come out and say that they have like their products are safe. within standards. Yeah. It's safe. And they are. And they are. And this is the this is the big issue that again I will have with this is that there's there's no agency saying or there's no like international level of glyphosate or other pesticides that where you can say it's safe or not. So this article that came out that said that it was found in Cheerios and Lucky Charms, it was deemed their number mm-hmm. that they thought was the number that it should be. And so it's like, is that? Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. some, like be a federal agency and, like, don't listen to lobbyists. Actually look at the information yeah. and find out what's well, safe for us or not. they probably don't know because they haven't done studies long Because term. they won't because lobbyists, like, prevent so much stuff from happening. Yeah. And if they were to try to pass something, the lobbyists are there to make sure that that doesn't happen mm-hmm. um, because they want their product and their company's right. product to keep Which, moving forward. You with know? the uh, um, GMO talk with Europe, they also ban glyphosate. Yeah. And a lot of these pesticides and herbicides are mm-hmm. highly regulated or banned in, in like many European countries. Yeah. So that's another telling sign to me. To me, I'm like, (laughs) I think that there's so much like, I feel like we as scientists and things like that, we took a really big step back whenever we let all this happen, Mm -hmm. because then now we don't have the ability to figure out a different way that could be better environmentally. And nutritionally and health wise and all those things mm-hmm. for a way to make sure the crop does succeed because the farmer needs the crop to succeed to make money. Right. Like farmers need money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they have to survive. They're living off of loans most of the time. And so it's like if the crop doesn't succeed, they're not going to make money. So I think it's just a failure at that point in time of not saying, hey, like we don't have to like rely on this really harmful pesticide like is can't yeah. there be something else to kill this worm or right pest or, or like, whatever that's the way that the world works unfortunately yeah and you're in a scary industry that is high risk and sometimes high reward but to me it's that's how it was created to be and so if it fails it fails sorry 
<laughs> All I know is that if Megan Azam heard you say that, she would be so mad at you. Okay. Well. Mainly because she lives with farmers. Like her entire town is farmers. And so watching like someone suffer, like not be able yeah. to pay their bills or it's pay hard, the loan. But back, also watching people have cancer and allergies and all this stuff is hard. No, I too. get it. That's what I'm but that's where I will say it's conjecture. We don't know. It's conjecture. So it's like you're putting a lot on these people that are just trying to survive. I'm not putting it on the farmers, based, but I am putting it on. You can put it science. on the companies and science yes. for sure. But, but the farmers are just doing what they right. have to do. Well, they they do now. They didn't have to. Yeah. Well, then they thought they were doing what they right. could do, you know? Yeah. And they were also kind of like lied to and bullied into it and not told the They're truth. They're for and, sure bullied into everything now. But... We could have just let it be. Or we could have, what, like what you said, worked hard to do more natural things. Mm-hmm. But instead, we didn't here know. we are. And here we are. And we have Monsanto. Yep. Um, yeah, and that's that's the big issue. Where it's like, it, because science is always going to be saying that, like, there's a big group of the science because there's not an actual limit or look mm-hmm. at to figure out, like, what's actually happening there's just science is always going to say that it's safe and people are going to continue saying it's not. And I think that until there's actually studies done, science isn't going to change their perspective or until uh, the government gets its head out of its own booty and stops listening to lobbyists and actually care about the well-being of the people Mm -hmm. that live in this country. It's highly concerning. Uh, Yeah, I I am so I will finally say like where I'm at because then I feel like this is a good transition just to talk and then go into like what you do yeah. that now and what we do. But I see benefit of genetically modified mm-hmm. foods. I really do. Um, I think the science is fascinating. I think it's interesting for not the United States mainly mm-hmm. where it's like we already were able to grow food the way it's supposed to be grown. We need to be eating in the season that it's being produced. We don't need tomatoes all year round. We don't need to have beautiful fruit without like bruises Browning. or brown. Let the apple freaking brown. Yes. Like, come on, guys. Throw it away and buy a new apple. Yeah. Or it's like just, 39 cents. Yes. <laughs> Support the farmers. Yes. Those, you know, like, so I think that the United States, we're just selfish and we created mm-hmm. the need for this because we are demanding. Yeah. It reminds me of, um, which I know and did not look up enough of the s- stories uh-huh. of like third world countries and the crap that Monsanto has done in those countries. But it reminds me of um, like the way that we made third world countries dependent on formula. Yes. How so this is kind of a tangent, but I feel like it's relevant because it is relevant. Yeah. this is what I feel about Monsanto. Um, I think it was Nestle. Dun, dun, it was. Dun went into third world countries and told moms that they weren't doing what was best for their babies by breastfeeding them and that if they wanted their baby to be healthiest, they needed to give them formula and they gave them formula to give their babies. Mm -hmm. And then they left and made them buy formula at a premium price because they thought that they weren't doing what's best for their baby to like live and thrive with nursing. Mm -hmm. So they basically gave them no option but to formula feed they did that in the United States too, but there was much more ability to purchase it. <laughs> yeah. And I feel the same way about what Monsanto is doing to farmers Agreed. and the farming industry Agreed. worldwide, where yeah. they kind of backed everybody into a corner. Like 
a normal farm can't succeed the same way um, that a genetically modified farm can or land because Mm -hmm. it's not yielding the same level of crops as these GMO crops. But so, I mean, it kind of forces it like these GMO farmers are able to sell their produce so much cheaper because they're getting so much higher yield Mm -hmm. than the farmers that are deciding to try to go au natural. Mm -hmm. Also, my next big issue is the cross pollinating and this idea that if for some reason GMOs were ever something that, like you said, are exciting or anything, I think they should have been done in a contained way so that Mm -hmm. they can't cross pollinate in any way. Agreed. So it needed to be done in like a facility, not outdoors at all. Well, especially if they're wind. But like bees. Polit- like yeah, There's all sorts of ways that it can cross There's pollinate. There's a lot of them. Yeah. yeah. So that's my, I am very anti, mainly because of that, because I see just the negative and yeah. I don't see the positive because even in the other, like, the rice thing, I was like, yes, I could totally see being like, let's do it yeah. because they need this and yeah. they're not getting it. But I'm like, what are the consequences of that? We don't know. Yeah. We don't know what the consequences of that are. So that's scary to me. Thankfully, the vitamin A one, like so golden rice is less scary to me because it's not trying to make it resistant to something. It's just right. making it to where there's more of a vitamin in it. Mm-hmm. That makes more sense to me or making something like drought tolerant that like I mean that's a little bit more scary probably to you but the like adding in a like making it to where it's just higher in a content I feel much more safe about Mm. that it doesn't feel as scary as like adding in like something to make it resistant to something or make it yeah I mean I get what you're saying I just live by like our bodies were created to be able to eat the food around us. These yeah. allergies are, it's crazy. It's out of control. Yeah. The allergies. Like my son cannot bring anything with even, like if it's not labeled, packaged, not does not contain peanuts, it cannot go to his preschool, which yeah. makes sense yeah. because kids will die. Yeah. But it's out of control. Um, yeah. And I just have a gut feeling that it's linked to us messing with our food because our bodies don't know how to handle it now. Yeah. They weren't created to know how to handle any of this stuff. They were Mm -hmm. just created to know how to eat a peanut or how to eat. And who knows, maybe we're having these allergies now that you said it because they were using a part of peanut DNA in other genetically. I would hope that they weren't dumb enough to use a peanut one, but I mean, who knows? Yeah. (laughs) It could, I mean, literally this is all conjecture, but it's just, very sketchy to me yeah i mean and that's the thing where i do agree where it's like it's hard as like uh working with someone who does have food allergies and like labeling Mm -hmm. and stuff it's very it would be really helpful to know what all is in there so that it's easier to navigate like what's actually a trigger for someone because there is so much stuff going on like Mm -hmm. i'm i am pro in that and that's why i think that's why i honestly stand by like the united states never needed this no never at all did they need this no um outside of like the fear of the growing population and not being able to feed it mm-hmm. that's the only way it makes sense for the united states to even have like introduced needing like a crop enhancing thing um i think that if people would just be less 
demanding and needing all these things in the United States, we would be so much healthier because we'd be not well, like overworking. People should be able to demand whatever they want, but science and nature yeah. says that you can't have it right well, now. Yeah, and then it's like, <laughs> but because we're a capitalist nation, it's we like, made hey, it we're going to make it happen because they can make a dollar off of it right. or like make people happy or whatever. And it's like, if we could just eat within the season, it would be so much better for the environment, us. Mm -hmm. Nutritionally, you'd be getting a much more varied diet because now, like, as a dietitian, it makes me very upset because everything's readily available. So people only eat the same things. So they're never getting the rainbow. Yeah. Like, they'll only stick to the fruits and vegetables that they like. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you're not getting so many of the things that are out there. Like, Mm just... Just try things and it's cheaper, which John is going to talk about. Like it's cheaper to eat in the season and more delicious. Usually they're way better. <laughs> like if anyone has had a tomato in the summer versus a tomato in the winter, like, you know, they taste better. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> is it my turn? Yeah, it's always your turn to talk. <laughs> is it my turn to talk about how, like what I've decided to do for our family? Yes, of cool. course. That's funny. My turn. Um, <laughs> so, no, a it's few my e- podcast, Jonna. Stop. <laughs> I just want to talk. Um, I've been concerned about this for a while. I don't even know when I started being concerned about it, but probably two years ago. No way. Way, way more than two years ago because it was before I was pregnant with Dietrich. So probably like five or six years ago. Oh yeah. Did you we think, always think no 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 we always say like two years ago is like whenever or two years ago is whenever you started doing some things like for fertility and yes things like that two years and so ago i think fertility. in my head it was just stuck like you usually always are like well two years ago probably no it is probably <laughs> six years ago maybe i don't even know i had a friend who was allergic to corn and has kids that are allergic to gluten and at the time we didn't know what was wrong with her. Mm -hmm. And um, like they were saying, you're going to die. And really at the end of the day, it was just a corn allergy, which is crazy. So I think I started realizing how much weird crap is in our food. Mm -hmm. Then like only certain waters can she drink because of the filters have corn in them, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Or medicine has corn in it. Yeah. Corn syrup. Or like the, like the vegetable like filling or whatever. Yeah. So I think I probably started paying attention maybe eight years ago. I might have been earlier on this bandwagon. So when you're shopping right now, I'm lucky to not be in a time where I have to be so paranoid about the things I buy, but there Mm -hmm. have definitely been seasons of life where I'm like, Oh, I have $2 in my bank account. Yes. (laughs) And it's really overwhelming to think that you're trying to shop organic, which another Mm -hmm. thing that is upsetting to me is Ideally, you would be shopping with like a farmer, you know, Yeah, because organic, I feel like that doesn't necessarily even mean like non-GMO. It doesn't. It just means that there's no pesticides. Or there's only the regulated Mm -hmm. amount of pesticides on it. So you still need to wash these fruits and veggies. Yeah. Um, But there's something called a dirty dozen, which um, the EWG puts out. You can find it. They actually have super cute printables that have them. And that's the top 12... Um, most pesticide, 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 pesticide. I like it. Just go with it. That's pestified. a great word. Pesticide. <laughs> the top 12 most pesticide full produce. Not even as cool as pesticide. No, it's been pesticide. So I 
always buy these organic. Like never go off. And I try, even if I'm at somebody's house and I see that these aren't organic, I'll sometimes pass. And that's your choice. And I think that you. Yeah. And also this has to be said that these still aren't found to have, like they're still falling within regulation Mm -hmm. to be sent out for people to consume. Yeah. But I just choose for our family not to have it. So number one, the worst is strawberries. Uh Uh-huh. Spinach, nectarines, apples, grapes, peaches, cherries, pears, tomatoes, celery, potatoes, sweet bell peppers. Those are your top 12 worst offenders. The worst offenders. Yes. Um, And strawberries being number one. Interesting. Yeah. But there's so many options. Like for spinach, it's almost, what is it, like a 50 cent difference to get a bag of organic spinach, triple washed. As long as you aren't, like, so... This is where I think it's important to like really look because if you buy the, you have to think about the packaging is affecting the cost. So like those like plastic box organic ones are like $3 right. and something cents, but like a bag of organic spinach at least mm-hmm. Trader Joe's is like $1.99. Right. Or at your farmer's market. Would be even cheaper. Maybe. Or it or might at least be getting, just. Or, or getting spinach that's not triple washed and you just wash it yourself. Yep. That would so, be cheaper. Go organic for those guys. And then there's a list called the Clean 15. And this is another awesome thing for millennials. Of course. Because the number one clean thing that you can eat non-organic, it scored like a one <gasps> out of 20 something. So excited. Is avocados. Avocados. <laughs> Which organic avocados are expensive. They are expensive. So if you are trying to save money, but you want an avocado, you don't need you to don't feel to scared. About the pesticides because they're like basically pesticide free. There you go. Um, Sweet corn, which is random. Interesting. I know. Well, it's because it's a different, like it's being raised completely differently and it's not the same like seed. Well, sweet corn's on there. Sweet corn. Pineapple, cabbage, Mm -hmm. onions. I never buy an organic onion ever. Especially because, I mean, if you think about it, like, you're peeling off most of the layers. So, like, the inner layers are very protected Mm -hmm. from... Ideally, I think you're supposed to keep as much of the outer layer on for nutrition. But I don't know if that's true or not. That's just what I've heard. We can dig into that another day. We'll dig into that another day. (laughs) Sweet peas, frozen, papayas, asparagus. Yeah, all good. I always think, at least at Trader Joe's, the organic asparagus looks... Uh, disgusting most yeah. of the time. It's usually like these shriveled, skinny pieces. Yeah. So you can get the fat, delicious, non-organic ones. Perfect. Um, or if you, I mean, that's number eight on the list, so it does have some. That's that, fine. You just have to deal with what you feel comfortable exactly. with. Exactly. Mangoes, which I was excited about. Mangoes. Organic mango is really expensive. Yes. Um, eggplants. Uh-huh. Honeydew melons. Kiwis. Cantaloupes. Cauliflower. cauliflower, shout out millennials again, and broccoli. Cool. Yeah, so those are options for, um, if you're trying to save money, Yeah, you can buy those non-organic. And it will save you, like, sometimes a couple dollars. Or more. Or more buying these things um, non-organic. Yes. Just reg. And challenging yourself to buy within the season. 
Exactly. Which that is like, you can find giant graphs that will tell you yes. that online. Yes. Probably on Pinterest everywhere. Oh, for sure. Um, and then if you want these, I, I think that they have them available, but EWG has some cute little printables. If you look through image search on online, it's the 2018. It changes every year. They change it. Well, um, they should because it, they everything it changes. Yeah. yeah. So that's the biggest way that I would say on like produce that I save money mm-hmm. or try to be more aware is yeah. by just shopping off those lists. I think that's smart. Yeah. And it really does save a ton of money. Yeah. And then if you're really nervous about this or serious about it, you really shouldn't be buying anything that's not fresh. I mean, 70% of processed food is going to have some sort of genetically mm-hmm. engineered. Unless you're going to like Whole Foods where you see the non-GMO butterfly. Mm-hmm. Which is helpful. I mean, yeah. you'll see it on a lot of things. You see it. Costco has a decent amount of the yeah. GMO project. Whole Foods, I think it was back in like 2016 or 2010. I can't remember which like those years. There's so many. Um, but those years are so close, you know. <laughs> um, 2010, I think it was, was whenever Whole Foods like came out and said that they're going to be limiting their own like 365 products to have no or limited amounts of genetically which is amazing Mm -hmm. and i went to the most amazing little grocery store in sedona that i think is slowly spreading across the nation called natural grocers have you heard of it Mm -hmm. oh my gosh there's one in lubbock and there's one in farmington i almost cried when i walked in the door because i felt like i didn't have to be scared of almost anything in that store i was like it is weird how emotional it makes me feel to not be scared shopping because it I is that. it is a big burden. If you well, care about this stuff a lot, it's a big burden to try to sift through all of the crap yes. that's in stuff. Yes. So. I agree. Yeah. Sorry. Something else popped into my head and I was debating if I should say it or not because then I don't want anyone to be mad at me because I don't want them to think uh, that like uh, I'm not on the side of whatever. But basically like. The way people write articles and like captions or like titles of things. It's like fear-based. It's fear-mongering and it does make it seem worse than it is. Like one of them was like an alarming rate of glyphosate was found in or like, no, 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 it wasn't even glyphosate. It was an alarming rate of cancer causing product found in United States food cereals or whatever. Yeah. we don't even know if it's an alarming rate. We don't even know if it's an alarming rate. (laughs) It's alarming to me that it's in there at all. Exactly. It's like. Just say this was found rather than like an alarming rate, because I feel like that Mm -hmm. induces more fear in a lot Mm -hmm. of people. And it's like, yes, I think you should be able to know what's in your food Mm -hmm. and it shouldn't be there if we don't want it to be there. But it's like, just don't cause more fear in people. Well, and you know, to me, so as somebody who's been on this journey for, I guess, at least eight years now with the food that I'm eating Mm -hmm. and the ingredients... Which I will, like, I'm paranoid sometimes to eat at restaurants. I am, like, really picky about where I eat or I have to just, like, turn that button off because I know I'm eating pesticide-ridden food. (laughs) But um, for me, it wasn't shocking that there was any amount of pesticide or herbicide in General Mills cereal. I wasn't like, what? What is is happening? Like, there's... Probably about 30 ingredients in there that I wouldn't want to put in my body or yeah. my kid's body. Yeah. So that is just one of the many things and reasons why yes. Dietrich doesn't need to be eating Cheerios. Yeah. Or, But, you know, like, I see why the average 
mom out there that doesn't have the time of day to be freaking out about this stuff like I am. Yeah. <laughs> would be really highly concerned about the fact that she that's one of the first foods that people give to babies often is like Cheerios, yeah. dried Cheerios as a snack. We probably did that. I mean, I remember getting that in like Sunday school. Oh, yeah. Dried Cheerios in a cup. Yeah. We, we do that at our church. I would say that's what my son got at church on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> that opens like a whole nother worm where I'm just like new people have like food companies have driven a lot of like how people should be introducing foods to their kids Mm -hmm. and that's not like one that has to be introduced but it does feel like you have to like I actually thought about it um I think whenever I was home in New Mexico in July that like Mary my sister had a bag of Cheerios for uh Emery and I was Mm -hmm. like I haven't even given Ellis Cheerios and not because of like any reason but I was just like why have I kept it from him? And I was like, because there's so many other foods. I didn't Mm -hmm. even think about it. Right. And I think also probably us being in LA, LA, the people were around. The internet has changed a lot of things. Like when we were growing up, just like every, probably every episode, we hint back to something like, you used this product only because this is what my mom used and this is what my grandma used and this is how we cook these things because that's just how you do it. And Cheerios is like a rite of passage. It is. You know, so. I actually, like, at first I felt bad that I had, like, deprived him of Cheerios. And I think that way about candy all the time. Yeah. I think about, so Halloween's coming up, a couple months, but I'm already thinking about it clearly. Because you love it. Halloween's coming up. (laughs) It's literally two months away. (laughs) And Diedrich goes trick or treating, and I literally throw, I, I buy, like, healthier. Yeah. non-food dyed candy or like fruit snacks and I throw all his candy away and fill up his thing and he gets to pick out of that I think he's probably getting old enough that he's gonna notice this year he's gonna he's gonna definitely but notice. I think about that like, especially because last year he was like I want the nerd rope I know and then he lost it and then also I think about that with stuff like McDonald's which yeah. I would never go to now but He's missing out on this, and it's not the worst thing he's missing out on. But for me, I was like, McDonald's when yes. I was growing up. Oh, cheeseburger with just those pickles or sweet and sour uh, sauce, dipping the chicken nuggets in it. Yum. So. Chicken nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My husband does eat there still, um, and I will say they have the chicken nuggets, which are still like just the pink yeah. whatever. But then they actually have chicken tenders that are real meat looking versus like the pink (laughs) that gets like shoved in yeah it's all bad but i feel like that's where um i think that you said it perfectly where it's like you just yes this is a huge concern Mm -hmm. and people should care about it but it can't like overwhelm your life because you have to live your life like you're not going to be a shut-in at your house and never go out somewhere Right. I just know, unfortunately, because I educated myself that I'm just eating spoonfuls of pesticide every time I take a bite from this delicious plate. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't go that extreme for what I was going to (laughs) say, but that's Jonna's experience. I would say just maintaining balance to enjoy your life Mm -hmm. of being able to be like, okay, this is an issue. And if everyone is really passionate about it, then talk to your like... Um, what are they called? Representatives. Thank you. I was going to say regulators. <laughs> but I was like, that's political. not right. Well, it is. I mean, if you think about like regulators? the root. <laughs> regulators. If you think about like the root issue of this, it is. It's all politics. It's a political issue. Which is 
really concerning. Well, yeah, really. and I think that so much like food policy is so overlooked by so much other noise that's going on in the world, like rightly so that that noise has attention. Mm -hmm. But whenever you're thinking about who you're going to be like nominating or appointing into these Mm -hmm. positions of power, you're not really thinking about food, food, which is really important. And that's like actually the root issue of most things going on in the world. And, um, I mean, we didn't even talk about like, that but like your agencies if you really care about like who's running them Mm -hmm. and where they've worked in the past like Monsanto you should care and you should be like writing in and being aware of that yeah I concur there's a lot of other stuff going on but our food care and I think it's worth taking looks into why Europe would ban yeah these things educate yourself and then it's all about and come to your pushing own conclusions. To yeah, and then pushing to what where you lie to like make change if that's really like instead of just being upset about it, like let's really try to make change about it, you know? Mm-hmm. And you can start by just not supporting them financially and buy things that are not GMO. Mm-hmm. But I know that's Support hard. your farmers. Yes. Like even Lubbock, Texas has a good farmer's market. And if Lubbock, Texas has a farmer's market, then everywhere should have a farmer's yes. market. Yeah, I mean, there's farmers markets all over LA. Yeah, so. yes, and so support the people that are growing the food locally. If if that's a big, it's an hopefully it's an option for yeah. you. And if not, just do your best to eat yeah. and buy off of those lists. Yeah, and and like Amanda said, you can print out um, like a seasonal graph and mm-hmm. just put it on your fridge, and then it you'll will save you buy. so much money. Yep, and it will be way more delicious. Your yes. diet will be happy that you did. Yes, it. exactly. <sighs> exactly. I was hoping that there would be one in Farmington, but I don't think there is. One what? Farmer's Market. Oh. There is a natural grocer's, though. I freaking love that place. I legitimately mm-hmm. almost cried. Jonna sent me an article <laughs> <laughs> three days ago that uh, USA Today Money yeah. said listed like the worst cities to raise children in, and Farmington, New Mexico was numero uno. Represent. <laughs> What? what? <laughs> the best was that I was on Facebook last night and a guy from my high school like posted like eighth grade prom or eighth grade uh, dance picture. And it was like him and two other guys and then some girls. And uh, the one guy works at NIH and is like a, like studying um, neuroscience. Uh-huh. He is a brewer for a. Uh, brewery in Colorado and then the other way other one is like a sommelier and uh food scientist and like does all these things or a chef or whatever and he was like a brain surgeon brewer and a food whatever in one room and I was like take that USA Today they graduated (laughs) and are doing stuff (laughs) they're doing stuff (laughs) they're from Farmington (laughs) so then I look at all my friends that that are like it, like I looked back at my class and I was like, there's maybe a handful that didn't graduate. You talked about pregnancies. Farmington's up there for oh. those. But the graduating, I was like, it must have changed. But whenever I was there, everyone was really like graduating, graduating <laughs> and successful and have, has gone on to do a lot of cool stuff. So, well, well, it has a natural grocery <laughs> If you want to look there. Maybe things are looking up. <laughs> things are looking up at least for the food. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, 
that was exciting. Any last questions or anything about GMOs or any last things you want to say? No, I mean, clearly I'm passionate. It makes me furious. The whole thing makes me furious. Yeah. Um, it makes me want to leave the United States. <laughs> There's so many reasons why you would want to leave. <laughs> Just add that. <laughs> Honestly, though, that's yeah. like top of my list. I drives me crazy not the top but really close to the I top i think that it's a very annoying thing that yeah. like our food is looked over so much meat antibiotics we didn't even get into antibiotics we should probably do an episode we'll on do that. that that this was <laughs> definitely not the place for that <laughs> it's just uh, the u.s is royally failing in yeah. this area and it's frustrating yes agreed yeah all right agreed yeah. um so what is looking up for <laughs> This this coming weekend. Honestly, all I've been thinking about is the fact that the Real Housewives of New York reunion starts tonight. Oh, it does. <laughs> I forgot. And Ugh. one, their outfits looked on point. Because they were all in gold. They looked beautiful. Oh. Did Bethany have a high pony? I think she did. She, yes, and she has like an extension, like extensions. <sighs> it looks in. really good. Yeah. It's kind of like Meg from Hercules. <laughs> yeah. And then Dorinda's hair is all long. I didn't see. Yeah, okay. it's like. I got to watch it tonight. Here. Um, 7.30. Half an hour. <gasps> you can make it. Um, you'll be hearing this tomorrow morning, so you'll know what happened potentially. Mm-hmm. Yep, club, but I'm excited. And I'm... What? I forgot. Kyle was on TRL this morning. Oh! We watched it. How was it? It was good. Nice. Yeah. It was, so I now know what it is. <laughs> was it good? Was it like fully same thing, TRL? No, no, no. Okay. Not at all. They show videos, and then they like have interesting... like fun facts about the video that you're watching so like they played summer by calvin harris Mm -hmm. and i was like quirky fun fact there's no words in the chorus (laughs) and i was like i've never realized that (laughs) man i was watching so we don't watch television believe it or not yeah because we don't have cable yeah (laughs) Um, (laughs) we just glean off our parents us too thanks dan and jackie yes but um so, like, whenever I'm at my mother-in-law's, she always has, like, G- GMA on in the mornings. Oh, uh-huh. And I was drinking coffee this morning and feeling so, like, this feels like morning. Because this is how it used to be in, in adult life, where you watch GMA and drink a coffee. All during Ellis's, like, infancy, I watched GMA and drank coffee and nursed him. And you felt like such an adult. I did. Oh, I never feel like an adult. Um, but Ariana Grande was singing on it. Mm-hmm. And she had three backup singers. I don't even know if this is interesting to anybody else. But they were like singing their heart out for half the song with her. And they were not on. And it was so awkward. And then slowly they like barely faded them in. It didn't even sound like they were picking up in their mics. It sounded like they were picking up in her mic. But you could see them singing. Yes. It was awkward. That's the funniest Sorry, thing Sorry, Ariana ever. Grande backup singers. It's like they're probably really good. They're Probably very good. Yeah. (laughs) And no one was able to hear them because they were up in the mix. Nope. That's funny. Yeah. So that's super funny. I mean, honestly, that's all I'm thinking about is just Real Housewives of New York. I think that that's a really (laughs) great thing to think about. I'm excited to watch it tomorrow. Yeah. Whenever I get done teaching. I'm going to try to watch it live tonight. Do it. Why does my app not have the live? It's only on your phone. so annoying i know i'm just gonna be staring at my tiny little phone trying to watch it live or stream it to your tv from your phone it doesn't it's all like yeah okay well 
it's yeah, laying here where we have lots to go, like move forward from. Um, <laughs> bringing it back, bringing it back, just to clear up. Well, not clear up, just to conclude mm-hmm. that there's lots of controversy within this world. Yeah, and I think you just have to find where you lie and poison. Yeah. It's what's for breakfast. <laughs> That's going to be the title of this episode. I decided it. <laughs> Uh, it's true. Oh, okay. it could be. It could be. I mean, it's definitely there. It's definitely there. What, it's in the breakfast. Whether or not it's at an alarming amount, which to me, any amount is alarming. Agreed. Okay. <sighs> All right. So we're going to go watch Real Housewives. Housewives. I'm going to go to Target because that's where I love to be. <laughs> um, And right. I hope you guys have a beautiful night. Yeah. Or day or morning, wherever you're listening to this. Yes. And please, please, please subscribe to us on iTunes. Yes. We need you. We need you. And leave, leave us a review. Yeah. And then if you have feelings or thoughts about any of the topics we've ever talked about, DM us, email us at yep, I did that podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. We want to hear from you. And we want to also do an upcoming episode about just things that you guys like care about and want to know about um so we want to start doing that so let us know all right talk to you later bye, bye.